We start a new series here today. And the idea behind this series really is kind of it's it's hedged in, in this fact that we are coming up on what is known as Pentecost. Pentecost is is the day, amen, amen. Pentecost is where we, Pentecostals get our our uh, denominational name from, from the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, if you want to just read, read up on this and, and kind of get this in your heart for later on, in Acts chapter 2, the promise Jesus told the disciples to go and wait for came down in power in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit came down and the Bible tells us like literal fire was sitting on top of their head. They were clearly being separated and sanctified unto God. That's what fire does. It purifies. Fire identifies. And, I, and I, here's what I want you to know today, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Fire is also the, the, the symbol of passion. And so I can tell if you've got some spirit of God inside you because I can see your passion. Hello. Maybe I can't see the fire on your head, but I can see the passion from your life. So can I encourage you today on the very first Sunday of May, do not sit there silent. There are people right now cheering for, where they were, they were cheering for horses. Come on, somebody. They got all dressed up, wore their beautiful hats, and were acting foolish, losing all sorts of money over horses. I don't know what a horse can do for you, but I know what your great God has done for you. So let the passion be seen today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Carry your Bibles. Matthew 19, this is where I want to start because the idea of this entire series is really hemmed in this, this idea here. God. If we're going to see miracles, we have to have this thing called faith. Here's what Jesus tells his disciples one time in, in Matthew 19 because they can't cast out this demon. <laughs> God. They're, 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 they can't understand why it won't come out. And so here's what Jesus tells them in, in Matthew 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God. Someone say, with God. Woo! But with God, all things are possible. If you know that to be true, put your hands together and say amen today. Amen. Rev Dev, I need, my, I need, I need uh, a couple people that love uh, and are not allergic to Reese's. Think any people that love and are not allergic to, come here, Mackenzie. Mackenzie already told me she was going to help me out with this. I need, I need two more people. Open those up, my guy. I need two more people that love and are not allergic. Come on, Ms. V. You're not allergic. Anybody else? Anyone else love? All right, Miss Stephanie, come on. Come on. All right, so here we go. I, I, I got my help. Sorry, I got my help. No, no, you can do no, Come on, come on. No, no, no. I'll let you have mine. Come on, absolutely. You love them. Come on. You're not allergic. Come on up. Come on up. Rev Dev, let's make sure everyone gets one of these. Don't, don't take it out. Is it a competition? I don't know. We'll find out. But. You love, oh, I've already got enough. I'm sorry. I don't got enough for you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You were just a little late to the game. That's all. That's all. Give it up for him anyway. Came on down anyway. Amen. <laughs> sorry, but I've only got four. All right. Before, before, you, before you do anything. All right. Here's what I know about Reese's. Okay. It is delicious. It is amazing. I'm sure it's what manna tasted like. I'm almost positive. Okay. Almost positive. But I need to know, ladies, go, go ahead, go ahead and, and, and go ahead and peel that bad boy out. Go ahead and peel that bad boy out. Go ahead and peel it out of there. Feel it out of there. No, look at Ms. Vitti. Show me the other side. What I, what I want to see is the other side, Ms. Vitti. Let me see that right there. Uh, a little residue left in there. Uh, a little bit. What do you got in there? What do you got in there, Mackenzie? Yeah, she got, she got a little. Got a little. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, Ms. Vitti's anointed. She, give, give, give them that image real quick, Tiana, because had anybody ever done this before? 
Come on, right? Nothing is impossible with God. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Miss Vita is like super close here. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, have you, you, ladies, you're going to enjoy that. Eat that. Eat that. Have a good time with that. My, my point is just simply this. Do you realize... Do you understand? Some things in life just seem like they are freaking impossible. <laughs> and just, this, is, this is an anomaly right here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how Ms. Vitti did it, except the fact that she's just anointed by God. Actually, there's a little residue right there. But my picture, come on, somebody, lets you know God can do anything at any time. Thank you, ladies. You're good. You can be seated. What is my, what is my point, I guess, I'm trying to make? This whole, this whole series, Todd, I wanted to call this thing When Pigs Fly. Anyone ever heard the old English idiom, When Pigs Fly? Right? It, it, the definition of it is this. It's basically a figure of speech to describe an impossibility. It's a figure of speech to describe something that will probably never, ever happen. Ms. Vitti, that is, I mean, that is so close. I promise it is so close. But this would never typically happen. It is so close. For me? Oh. Oh, thanks. Hallelujah. When pigs fly. Miss Vitti must get this at home from her kids when, when they promise her, I'll wake up early in the morning, mama, and I will clean my room. And Miss Vitti's like, yeah, right. When pigs fly. You know what I'm talking about. Diehard bear fan, diehard Bears fans in the house. Come on, Bears fans. Bears fans. Every one of you that tell me you're going all the way this year, come on, I will tell you, yeah, right. When pigs fly, come on. Come on, how about that, that certain family member who never helps pay the bill at the restaurant and promises next time they will pick up the tab? Praise the Lord. You'll foot the bill when pigs fly. How about when Satan gets in your ear and tells you stuff like, stop praying, stop believing, it's dumb. God's too busy to deal with your problem. Why bother him? How about this? You don't, you don't even deserve a miracle. When the enemy tells you stuff like, it's just mathematically impossible, I want to remind you of what Jesus said. With man, it is impossible. But with God, even pigs can fly. All things are possible. All right. Here are your Bibles. Go with me real quickly. Psalm 77. With God, all things are possible. I guess my question is this quickly today. When, or maybe why is probably the better question, but when did Christians just stop believing in miracles? I, I, probably, again, the, the more appropriate question is why. Why did we stop believing in miracles? Maybe the when happened when the church began to exchange our faith for logic. Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm, listen to me. I've got nothing against people that go to seminary or Bible school. I'm, I'm glad you went to seminary. I'm, I'm thankful you went and you got your, your degree in theology. Uh, but here's what I've learned. Some of the most educated Christians are also the most cynical and the most unbelieving. They're full of knowledge, but they have no love. They're puffed up, but they have nothing to show in the form of faith. And, and I just want you to know that Satan really, Satan is the only one that is trying to get you to reason your way out of your miracle. He's trying to get you to use logic so that you won't receive your miracle. Can I put it like this when we go to Psalm 77? Here's what I, I do want to ask this. 
Do you believe God still does miracles? Ooh, that got really quiet. Said, so, do you believe? Let me tell you two people who still believe that God does miracles. Satan believes that God still does miracles. That's why he's trying to get you to believe he doesn't. And God still believes that God does miracles. Psalm 77, the psalmist said it this way. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. I want to remind you the same God who parted the Red Sea and brought daily manna from heaven is the same God here today. The same God who caused the walls of Jericho to fall and made the sun stand still is the same God today. The same God who delivered Daniel out of the mouth of the lion and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace is still the same God today. The same God that opens blind eyes, heals leprosy. The same God that raises the dead. Do you believe he's still the same God today? If so, put your hands together and let your unbelief know he's the same God today. Today. He still performs miracles. Somebody say yes if you believe he still performs financial miracles. <sighs> I could still go fishing and find a coin in, in, a, in the mouth of the fish if I need something for my taxes last month. Come on, somebody. He's the same God. Do you still believe that he can perform mental miracles? Oh, especially in this day and age when we are over-medicated and over-diagnosed, can he still heal the mind? Do you believe that he's the God who can still perform legal miracles? Ooh, I'd meet him with me this week when I go to court, Pastor. Hey, because he can still perform. He can change the heart of any judge, any jury. Ooh, my God. Can he still perform healing miracles? There are living recipients in this room of a healing miracle. My God. Uh, somebody just take a moment and just testify. It hurt, but I'm healed. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, I thought the pain was going to be there forever, but I don't feel a thing anymore but the healing power of God. He still performs healing miracles. In this section right over here last Sunday, Brother Allen, Pastor Lucilla's husband, you saw him in the walker. As we were worshiping God, he said he began to feel fire in his legs. He said, I could feel like I just wanted to run. Like God was healing him. You're going to see that brother throw his walker to the side and just begin to <laughs> praise the Lord. Because he still performs healing miracles. Here's the difficult one. Can he still perform relational miracles? Yes, but I don't want him to. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I got it. But he can do it. I believe he can. I just need you to know. Seasons change. People change. Feelings change. Your expectations will change. At some point in time, your hairline and waistline will change. But he remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody bear witness. He's still the same God. He's a miracle worker. If you're taking notes, I want to give you at least three things today, but I don't have them on the screen. I want you to write this down. Write this down. It is insulting to treat a supernatural God like a natural being. Oh, yes. 
It is insulting to treat a supernatural God like he's nothing more than just you and me. A natural being. It is insulting. This is what happened in Exodus 15, verse 11. It was said, who is like you among all the gods, O Lord? You are glorious in holiness. You are awesome in splendor. You are the one who performs great. Well, if God does all this, then it is insulting to treat this supernatural God like he's nothing more than just a natural human. I want to remind you, biblically, God is not like us. He's not, he likes us, but he's not like us. His, his ways are, are higher. That's how, how Isaiah said, Isaiah 55, verse 9, he said, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways. This is the Lord speaking. My ways are higher than your ways, and my, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Somebody help me today. Don't insult him. Instead, help me exalt him. He is the great God. He is the supreme being. He is the sovereign creator. He is the governor of the universe. He is the limitless one the eternal one, the immutable one, the all-knowing one, the all-powerful one, the all-present one, the I am that I am. He is always good. He is always loving. He is always giving. He is always healing. He is always powerful. He is all this yesterday. He will be all this today, and he will be this forever. Don't insult our God treating him like he's your pastor, your neighbor, your spouse, your child. Jesus actually taught us the only person we should fear is the one who can send us straight to hell. And that ain't Satan. I have this holy reverence towards God. I won't insult him by treating him like he's me. The almighty God. He is supernatural. Someone say supernatural. You and I are natural. He is supernatural. So my second point, write this down. I need you to know this. The supernatural is actually easier than the natural. The supernatural is actually easier than the natural. I'm going to show you this here in just a moment, but we have this tendency as humans to think that the supernatural is hard, Right? You think of the walls of Jericho falling. That had to be hard. You think of how the sun stood still in place for 23 hours and some change. That had to be, wow, it just seems impossible, right? When pigs fly. <laughs> it, it, it seems impossible to, to, to see a, a virgin give birth to the God-man. It, it, the supernatural, it just, it, just does, it just seems like it's just so hard to, to believe that dead people can actually come back life again. But I need you to know it's actually easier to do a miracle than it is to do the natural. Okay? Why, why do I say that? Because all throughout your Bible right here, as you read it, to get a miracle, here's all you have to do. Hear it and do it. That's it. Oh, I'm so thankful. This is so simple. Because I'm a bit of a dunce sometimes. Thank you, Lord, that this isn't complicated. I can get a miracle if I can hear it and then just do it. Come on, pastor. It can't be that simple. Okay, well, let me take you back to last week. Luke chapter 5. Simon said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you 
said so. I heard it, so I will do it. I will let down the nets. You remember the story last week? He heard it, he did it, there was the miracle. The supernatural is easier than the natural. I'm just trying to help you today. Here's where we're going to go. John chapter 2. Now you can stand to your feet with me. John chapter 2. Stand to your feet with me. John chapter 2. Verse 5. Let me start with verse 5 real quick. His mother, Mary, said to the servants, whatever Jesus says to do, <laughs> do it. To my Catholic brothers and sisters in the house, my Catholic brothers and sisters, I love you. These are the last recorded words of the Virgin Mary. Whatever Jesus says to do, do it. Whoa, there it is. Okay. Done. Done. Let's read this whole thing in context. This is Jesus' first miracle. John chapter 2. If, you, if you're physically able, stand your feet with me. If you're physically able. John chapter 2. It says this. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, ooh, this is a bad moment right here, y'all. Come on. Don't act like some of you are just feeling bad for them right now. Ah, dang. When they ran out of wine. I'll touch more on this in the coming weeks, but the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, from a human perspective, and look at this, look at this. Look at verse on the third day. From a human perspective, it looks like Jesus has bad timing, right? He arrives when? On the third day, just as the supplies are running out. Anyone else ever felt that way? Like Jesus only shows up when I've got nothing left. The supplies, are just, they're just running out. Maybe it's because that's when people finally begin to recognize they need him. So he'll wait to the third day when you got nothing left, no hope left, no joy left. Literally, it's, it's buried in that tomb, but on the third day, he shows up to let you know it's not over yet. I've got a miracle for you. Today, if you're running out of joy, if you're running out of hope, if you're running out of faith, I just came to remind you that your third day savior, he's on his way. Keep reading. Verse 4. So Jesus said to his mother, woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus says to his mama, what? Woman. Now, I need you to know, ladies and gentlemen, I use this on Pastor Olga all the time. Woman, why do you involve me? Pastor Bethel, I'm just going to be honest. This is my favorite verse. I just, I'm... This is, gonna be, this is my goat year. I'm going to use this verse all year long. Woman, why do you involve me? Ms. Vitti, Pastor Bethel, I've joked about this for years. We are still waiting for the men's ministry to start. Woman, mine hour has not yet come. Honey, take me to Target. Woman, mine hour has not yet come. Honey, do the dishes. Woman, mine hour has not yet come. Take care of your baby kids, woman. Okay, yeah, I have to help there. Yep, they're mine, yeah. Amen. Let's stop there while we're still ahead. This term that Jesus actually uses, it's, it's, it's not speaking down to his mom. This is a term of endearment. He's saying, my dear woman, my dear woman, it's not my time yet. It's not my time. I'll get into this more in the coming weeks, but it is not yet my time. 
Jesus talked to his mama. Well, watch what his mama does in verse five. Mama turns to the servants and says, whatever Jesus says to you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you, do it. Come on, somebody, hear it, do it. Hear it, do it. My thought is this. Maybe some of the, the, the servants knew Mary. Maybe, maybe they even knew who Jesus was. But they didn't know what Jesus could do. Woo! That's why someone who knew what he could do didn't speak to him anymore. She spoke to them and said, we need a miracle. Hear what he says and do what he says. Can I encourage somebody here today? Here's the difference. Somebody in your life knows Jesus better than you do. And that person can actually help you obey his word. They, they, listen, the only way they were going to get a miracle is if they listened to someone who knew Jesus better than they did. And mama knew Jesus inside and out. And she knew what he could do. And I'm wondering today, maybe just maybe people are not receiving their blessings because they're not obeying Jesus because they don't have a Mary that will walk up in their face and tell them whatever he says to do, do it. Do I have any people that just know him well enough? I know him well enough to do what he says. When he says, give, I do what he says because it's going to bring a miracle. When he says, forgive, I know what to do because when he says, forgive, it will bring a miracle. When he says, serve, I know who he is. I can obey what he says. Because when he tells me to, to, to serve, to love, to pray, to worship, it's in those moments I begin to receive my miracle because I hear it. I can do it. You can be seated now because I'm almost done. My life is a living testimony that whatever Jesus says to do, you better do it. You better do it. I, I love doing this to my children. Mama gives them the command. And I'm just like, you better do it. You just better do what you were told. Come on, thank you. Thank God there's still some parents that want to discipline their baby kids in this house. Amen. Good Lord. Do it. You better do it. If he says worship, you better do it. If he says throw up your hands and praise, you better do it. If he says come into his courts with thanksgiving, literally into his sanctuary here with a praise, you better do it. I better do what he says for me to do. Let's keep reading. Verse 6. Now there were six water pots of stone. This is so cool. I'll break this down in the coming weeks. When pigs fly, Pastor. Watch me. Watch me according to the manner of purification of the Jews. So what we have is these stone vessels where they, would, they were used for the purification process, the purification rituals. This water became dirty at some point in time because we're cleansing ourselves. We're going through the, the Jewish customs of getting clean, if you will. Now we've got these jars used for the purification of the Jews, and they contained 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Okay, Pretty big jars, okay? 30 gallons, quite a bit. And Jesus says to them, fill the water pots 
with water. Oh, I, I can't wait to teach this to y'all. I'm so excited. But not today. Fill the water pots with water. And so they filled them up to the brim. I, I love these guys. He just said fill them. Like, watch this. I'll take it all the way to the, the top. Watch what happens here. And when the, he goes, and he's happens, look. And he said, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Is this complicated? Is this hard? Is this, in any form or fashion, just like, this is just beyond me. There's just no way. When pigs fly, pastor, I just can't do all that. No, this is simple. I'm trying to tell you that the supernatural is easier than the natural. The hardest part was probably grabbing those big vases and putting the water in. But here's what happened. Jesus says, draw some out. Take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to the groom, he said, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests are just drunk, come on, then he brings out the lesser, the inferior, the cheap stuff. Come on, somebody. Amen. You have kept the good wine. Some translations say the best wine until now. This was the beginning of miracles or signs, if you will, that Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee. And he manifested his glory. Why would Jesus do this? So his, his disciples would believe. Wow. The beginning of miracles. This whole month, when I'm trying to convince you, not necessarily that pigs can fly, but that God can do the impossible, all month long, I'm going to try to convince you of this. And in doing so, here's what you need to know. There are reasons for every one of his miracles. There are reasons for every one of his signs. And they are to bring him the glory and to help you to believe. Lord, increase my faith. The beginning of miracles. Now, for those of you who are wine drinkers, and I don't, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to condone it. I'm not here to do that. I stay away from that stuff. I just... That's between you and God. I want nothing to do with that. That's me, okay? Nothing to do with that. That's, I come from a long line of drunkards and, 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 and people who abuse alcohol. I don't need that in my life. I surely don't need it for my children. Hello. So that, that's my testimony. I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you to have the same one. I'm just telling you why I stay away from it for a reason. But in this case right here, when you look at the process of, of, of making wine, it's a lengthy process. It's a, it's a difficult process. To make the best quality wine, you usually have to wait years. Years, decades. They pull out that, look at this 1914 bottle of whatever it is. Like, oh, good Lord, I want something over 100. Do I really want that? I mean, the, the moment the milk starts to smell a little bad, I'm just like, okay, we're done. We're done. It's expired. Get rid of that. But with wine, the longer that it has the chance to ferment and age, here's the problem. It's the third day of a seven-day wedding feast, and we're already out of wine. We don't really have the time to plant a vineyard. 
We don't have the years to wait until it produces the best grapes. We, we don't have the time to harvest those grapes and, and mash up those grapes. And we don't have the time to let them ferment into something better. So I need you to see Jesus' very first miracle completely bypassed the natural steps of time and labor. What am I trying to tell you? The supernatural is actually easier than the natural. A miracle is actually easier than the effort that you put in. This was a miracle of acceleration. Somebody say acceleration. What should take many years for us only takes a moment for Jesus. You may, you may think this to yourself, it's going to take me years to get healthy. It's going to take me years to get out of debt. It's going to take me years to accomplish my dreams. It's going to take me years to break free of this addiction. But I came to tell you something happens when you begin to trust and obey what God tells you to do. A miracle can happen in a moment. Sometimes you go through the process. And sometimes God skips the process and takes you straight to the place of promotion. Acceleration happened. Did a miracle happen at this wedding? Of course it did. Did they have to struggle for it? No. This was not hard at all. This was not hard. You know what's hard? To get an amen out of some of y'all. <laughs> That's hard. It, this was not hard for Jesus. There it is. Supernaturally, he jumps all the steps to show us the supernatural is actually easier than the natural. In just a moment, I'm going to open up this altar. I'm going to pray for people. And Ms. V, I don't have a degree in psychology. I didn't, I didn't go to med school to be a doctor. I, I have nothing physically that I can offer you that can help you with the years of struggle, of problems, of pain that you've dealt with. But I believe the supernatural is easier than the natural. And I believe we're going to see that today. Last point for you, and then we'll close this service. Faith doesn't depend on time. Miss Audible will tell you, because faith is always now. I'll say it again. Faith does not depend on time because faith is always now. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is now. Faith, can you please shake your neighbor that's starting to fall asleep and just tell him faith is now. Faith is now now right now if if faith is now then some of you need to start talking faith now if faith is now then some of you need to start thinking faith happens now if faith is now then you need to start making your plans according to how faith works right here and right now it's not by time it's right now do you need a miracle right now faith can make it happen right now i need a healing faith can make it happen now i need a breakthrough faith can make it happen now i need joy faith can make it happen now now, if you will stand your feet with me right now, stand your feet with me right now. I look at this text and I believe this miracle 
is about supernatural abundance. Someone say abundance. Someone say abundance. I don't have the time right now, but if I could just, I'll break this down hopefully the next couple weeks. But if you know anything about Jewish marriages, the plan was for the first year, you don't do anything other than hang out with your wife. For a whole year? Who's going to pay for that? Come on, somebody. A full stinking year. You don't do nothing other than minister to your spouse. Woo. How are they going to pay for it when they only have enough wine to make it to the third day? This miracle is the proof that he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Jesus gives them so much wine, Mackenzie. They ain't gonna drink all that over the next four days. But what they're gonna have is a down payment on the next year to be able to enjoy what the law said they could enjoy. Jesus provides so much. All they gotta do is sell this bad boy off. And, and it's the best tasting wine anyone has ever tasted in their entire life. This thing is gonna pay for an entire year of vacation for this couple. Your God is an abundant God, a supernatural, above only, exorbitant, pour it on you and then some kind of God and it takes water the symbol of life water the symbol of life and he transforms it into wine wine is a symbol of joy or celebration you know what? let me just say this real quick so Zion's a part of this soccer league okay coach Eric is, is a great coach but coach it befuddles me that after they score a goal they can't celebrate Y'all check this out. They, you hit a three-pointer and you let everybody know you're the stuff. You cross them up and we're like, oh, you score a touchdown and we're losing our, we're just losing our ever-loving minds. They score a goal in this league. Oh, they hate me. Because I'm like, go! So, I'm just, because I'm just like, don't celebrate. I'll do it for you. My God, you did something awesome. I'm going to celebrate it. The reason we come to church and we don't stay silent is because he's done some awesome things. And I can't sit there and let anybody tell me I can't celebrate the goodness. My God. Wine is the symbol of celebration. In most of Jesus' miracles, what he did is he took something bad and he turned it into something good. But water is not bad. Water is a symbol of life. So what does that mean? So this whole miracle is not about taking bad things and making them good. It's about taking good things and making it better. I need somebody to just look in the mirror for just a moment. Because you ain't bad. But he's going to take you and he's going to make you better. I serve a God that has an unparalleled way of just taking the ordinary and turning it into something extraordinary, something amazing. Can I get a witness from some extraordinary people? You used to be ordinary. You were good, but he took your life and he made you something better. Come on and testify where you stand. I'm better because my God took my life. 
made me into something better. So Jesus can turn, he can take that dirty wash water and turn it into heaven's wine. What can he do with you? Miss Autumn has been insisting that I watch this movie called Faith Like Potatoes. I mean, she'd been bending my arm for like two months, y'all. She finally dropped it off at my house the other day. I don't have a choice now. I got to watch it. Faith Like Potatoes. But it made me realize something, Miss Autumn. You got that image for me, Diana? I love potatoes. If God, if, look, if we could do this with a potato, all that with a potato, what can God do with your life? Come on, somebody. Put your hands together and let the enemy know God has placed something inside of me. There's greatness there. There's something better there. I believe it's here today. We are the stone vessels that Jesus said, grab those, grab those vessels. Bring them over here. Paul said like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, we are earthen vessels. We're jars of clay, if you will. We are those vessels that Jesus takes. And there were six of them, the number of man. Take all six of them. And I'm going to fill them with life. But after I fill them, I'm going to transform that life into joy. You know what religion does? It cracks the vase and lets the life seep out. The reason there's no joy in religion is because there's no more water. Water is symbolic of the Holy Ghost. When there's no more water and it all seeps out, there's no more joy. I came to tell you today, I believe in these, in these last days, he's going to pour out his, I love the water symbol, pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everyone is going to experience the spirit of God. The thing is the vase. There's cracks in it. It's going to seep out. It's going to seep out. But if there's water, there's also going to be wine. Like for real? No, no, I mean like symbolically. I mean, it could be for real. I don't know. One, one day I might be drinking my water. Don't tell nobody. Hallelujah. But it could happen. But I'm talking about your life. Getting filled with the Spirit of God. So that the Spirit of God then transforms that life into joy. Come on, somebody. There's so much sorrow around us. There's so much brokenness around us. There's so much emptiness around us. And God is telling us today, I want to fill you up. So that you can have what the world does not have. I want to fill you with my spirit so it actually brings a joy in your life that even drinking wine can never do for you. I want to fill your life. And today I believe that miracles are going to happen even in this place. Because the first thing Jesus is going to do is he's going to take us. He's going to fill us with the spirit. And then he's going to transform that into whatever we need to hear today. It's here in this moment. Do you need a miracle from God? If that's you, raise your hand. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Let's keep it up there. Keep it up there. I need a miracle. Keep it up there. I need a miracle. Whether it's financial, whether it's relational, whether it's physical. I, I, I need a miracle. Keep your hand up there. Keep it up there real high. I need a miracle. Ladies and gentlemen, look around the room. You showed up today because you needed something from God, but you're not the only one. People got their hands raised because they're believing God today for a miracle. I need a miracle. 
Can you do me a, just a, a quick favor? I know I've, I'm going just a little long, but if you've got your hand raised, would you take a step of faith and just come down here to the front with me? Come on. You need that miracle. Come on. Come on. Come out of your seat and come here. Come out of your seat and come here. This is the hardest thing you're going to have to do right now. I'm telling you, this is the hardest thing you're going to have to do physically. Just get out of your seat and come here because the supernatural is easier than the natural. I said the supernatural is easier than the natural. Come on. Come on in close. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come on. I need that miracle. I need, I need the miracle worker to give me a miracle today. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. Amen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is so easy for God. Bring it way low. Way low. This is easy. I don't want you to feel in any form or fashion like, what else do I got to do? Now we're just going to believe. We're going to believe for the impossible. I'm not saying a pig's going to fly in this room, but I'm saying what you need is going to happen. If you hear this altar with me, let's close our eyes. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, in this moment, I'm looking at your children. And beyond what I can see, you already know. We need a miracle. And you are the miracle maker. So right now, God, we ask that you supersede labor and effort and time. You supersede the diagnosis. You supersede the problem. You supersede the pain. God, you supersede the loss and the grief. God, you supersede the confusion and the anger. God, because you are, you are higher, you are greater, and we are not going to insult you right now with our, our lack of faith. We are throwing our hands up to heaven and say, God, I need a miracle. Now accelerate the process and bring me what I need right now, right now. In faith, ladies and gentlemen, say now. I'm believing now. I believe my healing is now. I believe my breakthrough is now. I believe the hope is now. I believe I will see the blessing now. I believe I will see the increase now. I believe I will see the hope now. I believe I will have what I've been searching for right now. By faith, it is possible. I want to remind you, with men, it's impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible to those who believe. It is now. It is now. Now. Right now. Right now, keep those hands up for just a moment. If you have enough faith out in this room, can you come and join me now in this place? Come and join me. If you have some, some level of faith, join me down here and lay your hands on our brother and sister down here. Come on, join me. If you have some faith, help me out. Help me out. Help me out. You got some faith. Come on. This is the whole uh, concept of being the body of Christ, making sure that nobody ever feels like they're alone. You got some faith? Get down here. Lay your hands on somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to agree. We're going to join in our faith today. Your miracle is now. Your healing is now. Those things that have tormented you are leaving now in the name of, that's right, it's breaking now. It's coming off your life now in the name of Jesus because faith is now. His power is now. The healing touch is now. Receive it now. Come here, Pastor Olga. Now in the name of Jesus. Now. Let the mind be made whole. 
Let the brokenness be made whole. Now we speak it now in the name above all names. The miracle is now. It is right now. I'm trusting and believing my miracle is now. My blessing is now. My joy is now. My peace is now. I won't be suicidal anymore. I'm going to live now. I'm going to live now. I'm going to live now. Now. I don't even have to see it. By faith, I believe it. It's happening now. It's happening now. Right now. Right now. It is happening now God you're doing it now it is mine to receive now now faith now faith it is mine right now right now I receive it I receive it now I receive what's eluded me what I've searched for what I've begged for what I've struggled for there's no more struggle in miracles. There's no struggle in miracles. There is no struggle in the supernatural. There, there, is, there is no delay in a miracle. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. If you believe you have it now, come on and say amen. Say amen. I have it now. I have it 